0: Today's show is brought to you by Women of Faith, Faith in Public Life. Calling all women of faith, it's time to come together and unite around our shared values of justice, equality, and dignity for all people. We believe the current moment is an urgent referendum on the values that will shape our nation's future. While many political issues pose complex moral questions, this election poses a stark moral choice. Women of faith come from a long lineage of freedom fighters, barrier breakers, and change agents. We've been leaders of liberation, defenders of the least, funders of movements, and spreaders of good news. We've raised generation after generation to resist and fight oppression. From Dolores Huerta to Sylvia Riviera and Dorothy Day, women have led and will continue to lead our movements. You can too. Meet us at faithinpubliclife.org slash women of faith to build community, fight for justice, and unleash your faith for good. This is The
1: Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, October 30th, Halloween Eve, 2020, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? And back after what felt like a year from Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, Jamie Ivey.
0: Guys, I missed you guys so much. I'm Jamie, happy to be back.
1: the listeners missed you <laughs> so much. Dearly,
0: dearly. And de- I would say, I was going to say dearly. I think it's desperately.
2: It was a desperate yeah. need. Yeah. Be here. I, I
0: listened to the show and I was like, this is just Madness. If,
2: <laughs> if
1: if lizards if you didn't hear last Friday's and Tuesday show, Jamie missed it and uh it was the boys are back in town and it uh it got off the rails we it, we, we
3: got in the ditch and stayed there the whole time. <laughs> we just started throwing mud at each other we That's had, we had a,
1: on the Tuesday show, Natalie Manuel Lee, who's really cool. I mean she's Jerry Lorenzo's sister. she's doing a lot of stuff and like she was the guest, right and when the show came out, like she was after all of that. And Dang. I and I felt bad that she had to wade through all of that to hear her segment. I actually had that thought. I'm like, oh man, poor Natalie.
4: Anyway, great. I had a great revelation though um, that I found out uh, from one of our tw- uh, one of my Twitter followers that land skis actually
3: exist, Jesse. So I, I saw that. I saw that.
4: <laughs> You're late to the game, bro. You're a, a little late to the game, and man. They, they actually like,
3: exist. They look just like I imagined too. <laughs> <laughs> it is everything I imagined they would be, um, and it made me want to be a land skier for Halloween because I'm still up on the fence about the whole Halloween thing, guys. Yeah, I mean, like, we're at Halloween Eve. I have you figured out what you're going to do tomorrow? I, 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 we're 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 going to do some. We're going to like everyone's like leaving bowls of candy out in the yard. Like that's kind of the game plan. Are, Are they going to be
1: monitored or like just a bowl and like
3: fend There's for gonna yourself? Be... I think I think there's gonna be a lot of people like I I don't I'm not worried too much about theft this year because there's going to be, you know, so, so many people just kind of hanging out and watching, keeping the scope of things. But it is just a weird year for Halloween. I did a hayride this This past week, what? and it was weird for two reasons. Were your children One, with you? I mean, or did you or just? just you. go? I just needed to clear my it, head uh, and go yeah, on. Yeah, what? He went by so himself. You, you guys still do hay rides by yourself? No, I mean, it was weird for a couple of reasons. One is because they're only doing it in like groups, so you can only go with the people that you go you, you come with. Right. So you got to bring a big group, and, and then you know, so you're not on their strangers. All the cool haunted stuff is they're not doing this year. Like they had, like I can see they're taunting. Us with like cool hay mazes, and you can see where scary people like used to jump out of the cornfield. All that's gone. And and everyone's just going through the motions this year. Like that's what it really felt like. They didn't have hay. It was just a trailer. You
1: prefer your Halloween to have true
3: Satan worship. Not you don't want to go through the motions. <laughs> you want to oh, go, go it. I want it like I want it like ancient pagans envisioned it. And at least wanna, that's what I was told. You mean yeah. to tell you
0: where you will never find me? Jesse Carey, yeah. you will never find me in a in a, ma- a corn maze. Never. I'm cool. I'm, you I'm with not. you. Why? Jamie, Why? I'm with you. Money. Why? Have you seen Children of the Corn?
4: Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, that's right.
0: the thrill. That's the thrill of the season.
3: The thrill's been gone. No, the real world's too scary. And they're and they're they're not even they no one's even trying to pretend scary. Also, it's been unseasonably warm too. So when I was at the Hayride place, it was like out in the country and there's like a, a farm stand with like pumpkins and and, and produce, you know, or, or you know, random fall things. You know, produce that people buy for decorational purposes, not to eat. <laughs> like the big like,
0: squash, you know, yeah, that's exactly. the kind of not looking
3: right. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're still in that and we're still in that phase where uh, people will buy edible food and just put it in their house as a decoration but that's a digression <laughs> i was there and it looked like and it looked a lot of people and, and and i don't mean to sound um i don't want this to sound like i have any sort of like gender biases but this is just an observation from this particular farm stand right mm-hmm. it, and it was very hot out the women there were dressed as if they were going to an Instagram photo shoot that was themed cold autumn, beautiful evening. Like yeah. it was like the boots, maybe they were the, the cool hats. You know, like the like Scarfs, at, you could see that the flowy it, tops. The yeah, big the, scarf, the, the big yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it spice was, perfume. I was wearing yeah. shorts and flip flops because it was like eighty five <laughs> degrees. And I know every one of them in those boots and in that big hat and in those like cool. They look great. They look like yeah. they they belong in autumn. They look like the fashion visual of what I pick just autumn autumn is but right. the, the problem was it was 85 degrees <laughs> we're going to a hayride without any hay and it, 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 everyone's just going through the motions we're just going through the motions you know we so not a hayride it's just a truck ride it's like it's just growing just a up in it was columbia a, tennessee it was just a trailer around a farm and <laughs> but we're willing ourselves into having a good time but listen I would rather people be in good spirits and at least pretend it's normal you why know? wouldn't why wouldn't you go on a uh, hay maze jamie
0: because you could die in there. Oh my gosh, someone stick. I, I just, I don't like scary things. Anything that could potentially be scary. It's I just am a out.
1: maze. It's just a no, maze. No, 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 but no, But there's no, that, no. Like, no, it's not I would start just a feeling maze.
0: like I was suffocating. Like I, I would, I would, you know, someone would find me 20 See, years later in there. this is what the Bible over. talks
1: about. Like garbage in, garbage out. Like you allowed <laughs> scary movies into your psyche and is affecting your spirit. Like, well, I, listen, I, I this don't is have not even... That.
0: This is not even scary. Movie. You just literally just said that
4: it was Satan worship and then now
1: you're trying <laughs> to
0: switch it back. Hey, no, Jesse and I, cannot I have hey, <laughs> Jesse and I both.
4: Jesse and I are
1: true originalists when it comes to holiday celebrations. We go back to the core. We're both oh. very serious about this. If we're going to celebrate okay. Halloween, we're doing pagan worship the way the founders
4: intended. So, I, mm. I, I, it's, well, it's... black people die first in every scary movie. So I don't do corn mazes. I don't do haunted houses. I don't do I don't do trips to lakes or none of that stuff <laughs> on Halloween I, I keep my black butt in the house and that's what we do. Well, so Derek,
3: Derek, I feel like my character in, in I might, my, my character in horror movies will might last a little longer, but I feel like I, I die the most grisly death. You, yeah. Because I'm like, guys, there's nothing to worry about. I'm going to go out there and show you. And then I walk back in. I'm like, see, I told you. And I fall and you see, there's like an ax right in my back. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> ah! <laughs>
2: exactly.
3: Well, uh, wait, have y'all
0: seen on Netflix. What's his name? Uh, Howie Lee, you probably haven't seen it because the Adam it is, Sandler.
3: I turned yes. it on and fell and quickly fell asleep. Like, I was like, okay, this is. I watched it
0: with my teenage boys, and that's exactly who it's for is teenage boys, except for there's some inappropriate things that I was like, oh my gosh, please tell me you don't get this. And they got it, which was of alarming course they to me got as a mom. It. Yes, yes. Yeah. They're teenage but boys. Classic I'm sure Adam can. Sandler, dumb.
4: Yeah, I love yeah. it.
2: See, if I watch
0: Halloween
3: stuff, I want—I don't want dumb Halloween. I want like it's the one time of year it's okay to like watch scary stuff, you know. And yeah, that's what the Bible says.
1: The Bible says (laughs) think on things that are good, pure, and true, except for Halloween season. There There are there's ghosts in the Bible,
3: guys. That's listen.
1: If we want, yeah, they they, and they spoke to the dead. I mean, there were seances.
3: I mean, like like, there's a lot of EBGB stuff in the Old Testament. Yeah, exactly. So, but but I just appreciate the fortitude that I'm seeing of people. Temperature doesn't matter, clearly. <laughs> like, people, yeah, like, this is the time. We're going this holiday. And I feel like we we've don't talked care. about this in years past. But if someone goes and buys, like, a pumpkin spice latte, they always hold it with two hands and, go, and like, sip it like they're really cozy. <laughs> even if it's super high. <laughs> like. Ooh, I've been waiting for this all year. You know, always two hands. It's not, like, a pumpkin spice latte is not a beverage that you drink casually just kind of like a morning coffee. You 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 snuggle up to it. You, with, uh, you it. hold it yeah. with two you hands. Slurp it. Yeah, yeah, and you slurp it. Little it doesn't six. matter how hot it is. People are <laughs> willing themselves into having a good Halloween. Like it's been a weird year, a lot going on and people are like it's not going to take my Halloween. It's not going to be robbed of this.
1: Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to Pastor speaker, writer, TV and podcast host. He's a very busy man. Sam Collier. Sam Collier was just announced uh, as the new lead pastor at the Hillsong Church that's being planted in Atlanta. And here's what's interesting about that. He's going to be the first black lead pastor in the entire global network of Hillsong Churches. You guys,
0: Sam and his wife, Tony, are two of my favorite people on the planet. So I'm excited about this.
1: Yeah. There you go. Let's get
4: it. So That's there cute. you go.
1: That's coming up later. And also, I mean, this is Halloween Eve. And since, you know, Jesse and I are, are purists when it comes to the dark holidays, we're going to have a special Halloween game coming up later. Uh, the game, uh, one of the relevant staff, Gabs, is going to be joining us for that segment. And the game is this is this an actual church Halloween alternative or did we make it up? We went to social media and asked you guys to tell us some of the craziest, weirdest things that your churches have done to protect you from Halloween. And, uh, that was that, the that's formation what I of love, this game. That's what
3: I love about Halloween Alternatives. It's literally the exact same things. They're just renaming it. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, well, how is this different? Well, you, you get candy, and you're, you're around a bunch of people you know. <laughs> and you're in and, costumes. Yeah. Except, instead of being a light to the world, we just hide ourselves from it and do our own little thing on the side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <It's> goodness. Perfect. <laughs> that, way, that way we can protect ourselves from people let who think- live, who, Jesse, Let them that, that, <laughs> that way we can protect ourselves from people who might Let's think slightly del- different from us And instead of engaging them in thoughtful dialogue about their value system, we'll just hide over here and appropriate their holidays and take all the fun out of it.
2: It's time No
4: more. Leave them leave alone.
3: They didn't ask for this.
2: Never, never,
3: never. I was robbed. Of too many Halloween's as a child. Darren. That's exactly right.
1: That's some trauma I'm talking like, that's right there.
4: Pain. That's that was pain. That's trauma
3: coming out right there, you're folks. Childhood. You're, you're hearing someone. You're hearing a kid in the church parking lot looking at the neighborhood <laughs> right across the street. They're way more fun. They don't have to take ten minutes to hear a message. We get it. Can we just have one night where we do? At the church that's on some agenda, just one, just one. We had to shut down the Super Bowl during halftime to hear a sermon. Ah, We missed Prince. We missed Prince. I just heard this sermon. I was just here at Halloween. That was like a couple months ago. That
2: same neighborhood, I can see they're having fun Super Bowl
3: parties. They're watching Prince. Everyone's gonna be talking about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Up next. Yes. It's gonna be
1: relevant news. <laughs> To Michael Jackson, Song is Thriller. Well, today's show is brought to you by UHSM. These days, finding affordable, quality healthcare is more difficult than ever. So if you're looking to save up to 50% on your healthcare expenses, listen up. You don't have to wait around hoping health care will improve in the U.S. Instead, join millions of Christians who are choosing health share memberships like UHSM. UHSM is a nonprofit Christian health share with a sole mission of helping you achieve your best health. Protect your health with modern health sharing from UHSM, including programs with prescription benefits from CVS Caremark, no-cost telehealth visits, and access to 1 million doctors and providers. Satisfy your medical needs and save up to 50% with UHSM Health Share. UHSM is member-to-member health sharing, and it's awesome. See why millions are choosing this Christian alternative to traditional insurance. Ask if you qualify for UHSM membership today. Call or text 833-367-8476. Call or text 833-367-8476 or 833-376-UHSM. Or you can visit uhsm.com slash care. That's uhsm.com slash care. I'm going to be, Jesse, I'm going to be tomorrow night, Halloween night. Uh, we decided we're going to not trick or treat. My son doesn't want to. He he wants to hang out at the house, so we're going to be out in the front yard. We're going to be carving pumpkins. We're going to decorate the yard. We're going to be giving out candy, and uh, I'm going to be playing like Halloween
3: music or a lot of stuff.
1: So Thriller will be I, on, I will the, say on this. the playlist.
3: I will say this: a lot of people in my neighborhood have been compensating because they know there's you know they know it's a weird year, and they know trick or treating is probably a bust. They, the decorations have been all out. I got a neighbor who literally has fog machines. Like I come out, like if I if I like yeah. walk out of my house in yeah. the afternoon, my yard is covered in a creepy like. fog. wait, wait the fog it's, machine's going twenty four seven, just around the clock. I mean, it, 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 it's sort of that like, seems unnecessary. It, it's it's sort of mega church style where it'll go shh, and then it's about it's about two minutes, and then. You know, like, it's a healthy, it's a healthy amount of it out, yeah, no, I I need, need to
1: bring Cameron. You need a fog out. machine, yeah. yeah. I used to throw, at my last house, I used to throw Halloween parties. Like, growing up, I never, Halloween wasn't big in our house. And so, as an adult, I experienced the freedom that I could do whatever I want, so I threw Halloween parties. And so, <laughs> uh, 600 people would show up at my house. We had DJs. We had, I was, it was When crazy. you were a
0: child or your last no, 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 home no, no. as an adult? No. Okay. as an adult.
1: Like oh, a few you, years back, ago. you backslid for real. Real bad. And so <laughs> I have over the top Halloween decorations because I'm not really into actually Halloween, but you got to theme your parties. You yeah. got to make a memory for everybody. Right. got to have Instagram moments. So yeah. I got all that stuff. I'm going to, uh, we're going to put it all in the yard this year. We'll see what happens. You totally should. We're going to scare the, scare the neighbors. All right. Well, joining us to tell us what's happening this week at the intersection of faith and culture, please welcome Tyler Huckabee for
2: Relevant hey, News.
4: Oh, that's a bop,
2: boy. Still pretty spicy,
4: isn't it? <laughs> that's a vibe. It's
1: got legs. It's not as off-putting as the old jingle. It's. Uh, I just imagine
2: Pitbull
4: hopping on that joint going
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got that Florida flavor. You know, we're a few DJ hours from Miami, Khaled. but but Pitbull and DJ Khaled pretty much have you know influenced everything that comes out of the state. So, all right, what do you got, Tyler? Uh, well, the first thing that I want to talk about.
5: Uh, this isn't exactly uh, uh fun news, but it's news that I feel like we do need to cover. Cameron, I, you were you and I were talking about this. Um, just because we're over the pandemic doesn't mean that it is over us. And uh, I want to point out that last week, uh, this this began on Thursday and actually continued for a few days. The pandemic has actually been never more present in the U.S. On Thursday, seventy seven thousand six hundred and forty. New cases reported that it was a new single day record for the U.S. Uh, which be it an old record that was set at the end of July. That means we've got around 8.5 million total case numbers of COVID right now in the U.S. with around 224,280 deaths. On Thursday alone, 921 people died of coronavirus-related causes. And I know it's not something that there's other things that are kind of fighting for our attention right now. Obviously, it's a very big week here in the U.S., but this is still very much a story. For the
1: dark arts, especially dark arts. yes
5: for yeah. people
3: for the observers of the supernatural or, or <laughs> of our, all of our witch listeners or, or people that just want to have a normal childhood experience in the without it being relegated is that too to, much to, ask? to a poorly is it too decorated much to ask? church parking lot the decorations don't even make sense why, why are there spider webs and hay, but everyone's dressed in bible times what what happened are we at did, 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 did they get transport did, did Noah and Moses get transported Transported to uh, a, a, an autumn scene from the deep American South. What is going on here? Why is there why is there Indian corn here? It doesn't make any sense. Your themes, you didn't put any effort into it. Last time I checked, it checked it. The promised land was milk and honey, not that cool corn with all the colors on it. At least stick. At least get a theme. That's all Ooh. A minor thing Oh my gosh This <laughs> <laughs> is wow. a big week This a big week For a lot
1: of A lot of people That's what Tyler all was different. saying I'm trying to get you back Tyler Sorry <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> uh, no, Tyler you get more me details. You get me They only have a team <laughs> 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 It's all over the
3: place <laughs> there,
5: there are some more uh, Details here uh, the, uh, the The spiking case though, Is actually taking place In the Midwest now uh, The virus has surged In places like Illinois Indiana Michigan in Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Uh, NBC News uh, spoke with Dr. Jay Butler. He's the deputy director for infectious diseases at the CDC. And he said that he thinks the new wave is probably being driven by what a lot of us have been trying to do, smaller, more intimate family gatherings. Um, so even though a lot of us have been pretty good, I think about observing those big, you know, avoiding movie theaters and big concerts and all of that. Some of these small, we're getting a little bit, we're getting a little bit lazy and a little bit sloppy in some of these smaller family gatherings. And that's where we're seeing a lot of the spread come. From. He also said, quote, we get tired of wearing masks, but it continues to be as important as it's ever been. Uh, it's actually a new study that comes out and it's a pretty stark graph. Uh, you can go check it out over at relevantmagazine.com. But states that have higher mask usage are seeing lower coronavirus rates. It's just that <gasps> simple. Uh, and it, this isn't complicated. <laughs> but what? It, oh, my but, uh, no- God. But obviously, it, it's controversial, so that's sort of the story. And we've and it's 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 hitting close to home, I, I probably for a lot of people this week.
0: That, I mean, this is public because like, he put it on his Instagram, so it's public. Carlos Whitaker said he was on a trip, and every single person got COVID. Oh. Uh, you know, the reason I was gone last week is one of my kids came down with COVID, and so it, this is what I think about. This has been the hardest thing this week with COVID. Is my son is fine? It's been like flu like for him. It's such an inconvenience. And that feels weird to say, like, it felt weird. I told a friend that yesterday, I was like, it feels bad to say that because so many people are losing their lives to this. But that's also what's hard about it is because everything has to change then when someone in your family tests, because everyone has to quarantine, you know, it's like, we're back in March again. Um, So it's real, we have no idea where he got it. Like, there's no where there's they do all the tracing, you know, you have to go through all the things. Um, But he's doing fine. But he was one of those numbers last week, which is weird to think. Jeez. I'm glad to hear he's oh, doing better. Okay, yeah, okay. We, we
1: didn't tell the podcast audience why why you were out. I figured that would be your, your Thank news you. to tell. Thank you. But yeah. um, you, you've been but in I our thoughts and this. prayers for sure.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And Carlos mentioned this in his Instagram story about how there's this, it feels like a little shaming. Like you're like, oh, are we embarrassed to tell people that one of us has COVID, but it's like getting lice.
1: It's like you, you're dirty. It's just a thing. Like everyone,
0: lice has been in our house. It's been in everyone's house. I'm sure, you know, maybe not yours, Derek.
1: We shall Okay, yeah. We're, no, Cameron.
0: that's really what people think, though. But you know, know it's harder I for know. black yeah. people to get lice, so there's that. Yeah, um, it, it is for sure. Uh, so that's why your family has. Why are lice
1: racist? What's
4: going on? How's that true? <laughs> hey, I'm glad they're racist if they are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: with the oil in the hair. <laughs>
4: yeah. You look, man. It's some, some benefits. You know what I mean? You get a couple <laughs> benefits. You gotta racism. get what you can get. He likes the bug racism, <laughs> just not
1: the human kind. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. So
1: your family's doing okay, Jamie? I mean, like everyone's you- doing
0: great. Everyone had to test, everyone else has tested negative, so it's weird. It's a weird thing no one else has gotten it.
1: How do mm-hmm. you parent a child in the house who has COVID but can't go near? He said hasn't child? left his
0: room in a week and I'm oh. the only one that has had contact with him. So every oh. time I go into his room, I wear a mask. Oh, um, he hasn't left his room in a week, you guys. It's really sad. Oh. Um, but we just decided I was the only one, so just to kind of lower the risk. Yeah. So none of my other sure. kids. And until we all got negative tests, this is weird too. The kids and I who we didn't like even hug or anything. Like we were trying to just make sure like, what if one of us is asymptomatic and that's where this whole thing started. So everyone and all of the rest five of us got negative tests. And so it's been yeah. good.
3: Yeah, I have a, I have a couple oh, family members who extended family members who recently, you know, had positive tests and it's it's just a very you know, challenging situation because it's, it's like you said, Jamie, in addition to, you know, the actual illness, there's a major disruption to how, you know, people just conduct their day-to-day lives, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The,
1: the, it's affecting us so much too. Like again, not to diminish the, the deadliness of it, but the inconvenience and how it's just affecting things. The people who recover are still their lives are being affected. The University of Florida, I'm a big college football fan. University of Florida had an outbreak a couple, you know, a week and a half ago, whatever. They canceled a couple of games or moved, you know, moved them to December. They resumed football activity on Monday after like a two week quarantine for the players. And there's six more positive tests on Monday. And it's like, so they're shutting down the football program again. And it's just like, it's just like, how can you get back to a new normal or a new, you know, I it just even like getting past it. It just seems to be difficult. Like, how do we get back healthy and safely?
4: Yeah, you know, how do you even beyond even beyond new new normal? um, This is the new normal. Like, I like this is what it is. Like Nashville, I just saw an article that came out in August. It said that ninety percent, nine listen, ninety percent of music venues own independently will not survive this.
2: Yeah. Right, right. Yeah.
4: Unless there's some sort of intervention from the government or anything because I mean obviously no artists are touring, nothing's happening and these guys they're not going to survive. And that is the soul, I mean Tyler, you know this. That's the soul of Music City is being able to come here
2: yeah.
4: on a, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday and and just catch different shows uh throughout the city. We got like and I think that's what makes the politicizing of this so ridiculous because it's real I mean there's venues that are I mean Exit In Exit In is like a legendary venue and he yeah. was one of the guys that they were talking to he's like man it's, it's rough out here and if Exit In goes I'm gonna be extremely angry because I, I've saw so many mm-hmm. legendary shows there
2: you know that's like
5: a pillar it's, of it's the my my wife's dad worked at Exadata when he was just a college kid Man. here in town, like It's hard to imagine that not being part of the scene. you would go in there and think about all the people who've played. It's yeah. it's hard to think about. And I don't know uh-huh. how this country and certainly not this city is going to pull through.
1: The economic uncertainty is affecting so many industries. Obviously, there are some that are thriving. The Amazons of the world and stuff, are th- meal right. deliveries, thriving. But like media, like the first thing, like like relevant uh, businesses like us are supported by advertising, hundred percent advertising revenue. Mm. And uh, if you read the industry publications, and traffic is way up, people are spending more time consuming media right now. Uh, but advertising is plummeted, and 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 mm. so for us, like this year versus last year, we're down at least eighty percent in revenue, at least eighty percent. And so our staff is way smaller than it was. Our overhead, we had to pull back in so many ways just to make it through. And the economic uncertainty is affecting all the companies that normally would be marketing in the fall season Shit. and all that stuff. And it's like, they're not, they're just not spending the money. Everybody's scared of the unknown. Yeah. And so the, tr- the ripple effect of the uncertainty of this elongating is just really hard. This is really hard. You know, everybody's like, it's three months, we'll get through it. And now it's like six months and... Fauci said, this isn't the third wave, this new spike. He said, this is the first wave still. Yeah. Wow. Oh, As wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like that in the publishing world too with um, books. I mean, you know, you think about people who are losing income and losing money. There's just, there's not that extra money to spend on books like they would have in 2019. And so everything's down. It's crazy. Yeah. Speaking
4: gigs are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said, this is the nine, this is our, this is this generation is 9 11. Like you just remember when things changed,
3: and it's just like it's never going back.
0: It's, yeah. to the way of it. Like they, they're like this things, is yeah. what
4: it is.
3: Yeah, hmm. I I, w- I was watching the the new season of uh, Chef's Table about barbecue, which is on Netflix. Fantastic, by the way. But they really, had really there good. was an episode. Did you see it, Tyler? Yeah, yeah, yeah so I thought it, was a, yeah. thought it was it, excellent. Th- th- there's this one about this woman. She's like 85 years old and has been like a pit master for five decades. And you know. She was kind of talking, you know, she runs a small kind of little place in Texas and she only cooks barbecue on Saturdays. It's like a big deal. People come, wait in line basically all day to, to, to get barbecue. At 8 a.m. They yeah. line up at 5 a.m. Yeah. to eat barbecue at 8 a.m. <laughs> and it kind of, Show you know, but the people end up just kind of hanging out. And yeah. she was kind of just pontificating about how it's cool that, you know, people will, you know, spend most of their time, you know, driving 30, 45 minutes to work in the morning. They, you know, Obviously, this is pre-COVID that this was filmed or, or they spend a lot of times in their commute or they th- are thinking about, you know, they don't live around the people they actually share their lives with. You know, like they, they're not in close physical proximity to their friends. They can't just walk over to their friend's house. You know, just the way that our modern lifestyles have been sort of designed is everyone's spread out. You know, every everyone's even if you live in the same town as someone, it can take 45 minutes to get there, you know, and, you know, because of that, people's lifestyles, a lot of it is spent in solitude, just kind of driving around or it's too too inconvenient. This is really I think this, you know, I when I was watching that last night, I was kind of thinking about how. COVID will really kind of change that, like how I, you know, people are gathering with the people who are close to them and, uh, you know, not doing a lot of big group stuff. But I think a lot of people are going to reorient their lives because there isn't you know everyone's working remotely so a lot of people are at least you know people who who aren't in kind of the the retail or, or service industry and so i think a lot of people are going to reorient their lives and i think we'll kind of see a swing back at some point to very localized communities where you know mm. people the, the 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 people who people spend the most time with may not be like their coworkers or the people they go to church with it might be just their friends and neighbors you know i really kind of can see that kind of shit My neighbors back. are terrible, man. Like I don't <laughs> I don't my, like me and my neighbors hang all the time. It's I know yeah. you do. But I'm just saying I That's just saying, rare though I think. But, yeah, but 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 I think but what it, it is it is very rare, but I think it's going to mm-hmm. become increasingly non-rare. I think a lot of people I think this is going to you know to some degree So neighborhoods just,
1: will become like dorm dorm wings where it, exactly. you kind of like a new kids coming on and you're kind of like checking them out, do we want them on our <laughs>
3: in our wing? Hey, you know, we just, <laughs> we just we just had some new people brought them over brownies instant friends. We're instant friends. They're part of the, you know, but I do feel like look, that's I feel like people are going to rethink about people who live in close physical proximity, hmm. because no one's going anywhere. It's either you, you get to know the people right around you, or, or you kind of isolate. You know,
1: at the beginning of uh, COVID, uh, you know, all of our staff started working remote, and I was like, oh, "This is great. We didn't miss a beat. This is great. We like the flexibility. It's wonderful. No problem." Six months in, I was talking to somebody on our staff yesterday. I was just like, "I kind of, I don't want to stay here." You're like I mm-hmm, kinda want mm-hmm. I miss I miss going to lunch with everybody. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we had fun. And like when we were together, fun ideas would happen and then relevant yeah. would created fun things. And now we're all just like isolated. I haven't seen Clark in person in like what? A a year, man? I mean, it's like nine months. It's, it's crazy. so weird. Yeah. Which I, have I think I've never seen Bree in person. <laughs> no, that's true. Our project manager never, was hired after manager? remote. Tyler has
5: never met who I talk to every more than I met my parents, more than my (laughs) closest friends right now
1: (laughs) all day, every day and Uh they've never met. And it's just like, that's weird. You know,
3: do do any of you guys hang with your neighbors? Like people that live right around you since lately. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I see mine every, I I talk to mine pretty much every day, you know, like literally, I mean, you know, extended, you know, I would say we're all like friends now. Jamie, mm-hmm. Derek, do you, are you guys neighbor? We people? don't.
0: We live in a neighborhood that has a lot of older people in it, and we live on four acres. Like I can't even see a house, mm. a neighbor house, yeah. if, when dope. I'm outside, and so yeah. I don't. It's not like you see them walking to the mailbox. I could go yeah jesse see my
1: estate is so large that i can't even see <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it depends
3: on what wing i'm in um,
1: <laughs> the help i will converse with the help <laughs> from time to time
4: uh, um, Nah, we don't our neighbors are kind of older and a lot of them are are yeah Nah, it's just we don't really They're mean no it's not that it's just everybody's kind of kind of sticks to themselves but I, I was thinking as you were talking jesse i'm like that, it might actually be a good thing for communities to begin to speak. Like I know my neighbors, but I don't really hang with my neighbors. Like yeah. we all know each other's names, but we don't really kick it in that way. Um, and I, for me, it's been really hard because a lot of my friends are actual musicians. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our bonding happens in the studio, yeah. happens while we're on tour. But I'm like, I thought about it, you know, like maybe it's better that, this has been a good thing and a bad thing for me because part of me, most of my social life was work, mm-hmm. but parading as a social life. It wasn't actually a social oh, yeah. life. Now, mm-hmm. since I don't have a lot of work in a, in a sense... I'm starting to build an actual social life, like literally just hanging with people yeah. that have nothing to do with nothing. We're just, I just like you. So I've been finding all of my friends re- remembering like, man, it was cool when I just sat and played. I've been playing 2K every night and it's been amazing. Just just <laughs> You can honestly. play with my
0: kids, Derek. <laughs> Yo, hey, tell them to add
4: me. Yo, tell them to add they me. They would like,
0: die if they played 2K with you. Can you do that in different I'm locations? A,
4: yeah, I'm a, is he Xbox or uh, PlayStation?
0: Oh, I don't know the answer to that. I think Xbox. Oh
4: gosh. Okay, uh, I'm going to text you my,
0: oh, my Oh gosh, username
1: and I, then my we'll, kids we'll are get going on. to
0: lose their ever loving mind this is so hey, fun Derek,
1: let's do it i'm gonna text Derek, you my username Derek, right Derek now hit me up too we play 2k I, uh my name's narls barkley
0: <laughs> you're lying bro it. is that
1: your real name for real
4: you, barkley you stole narls barkley
3: <laughs> yep. I, I, you know the great thing about that I, is most it. zoomers out there who you're gonna find you know in these pickup in these yeah. virtual pickup games they're yeah. not gonna know they're, They're you don't know, know who Gnarles Barkley is. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, Zoomers, it's like that those videos of those kids like discovering Phil Collins. It's like, oh, that's a cool <laughs> yeah. name, man. Yeah. There should be a band <laughs> called Gnarles Barkley.
1: It's kind of <laughs> like that guy Charles Barkley.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, what else you got, Tyler?
3: With CeeLo, that weird parrot guy? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think this is gonna be uh,
5: thank God, this is gonna be our last real episode. But the next next time we all, we all publish it's gonna be the actual election day. Right. Uh, oh, gosh. So it that in Probably so by the time most people hear this, they'll probably have already cast their vote. Hopefully, I so wait. wanted to take a quick, a quick time here. We, I don't, I know we got to go fast, but but we we got closing arguments that we posted on the site this week from two competing uh, old conservative white men that, uh, <laughs> that I'm going to bring to you. <laughs> I'm going to bring the the summaries of their pieces to you now because these have been far and away the most traffic pieces that we posted. No, on relevant. On. Yeah. So
1: hold on. Let me before you get into it. So uh, we yeah. posted this on Instagram yesterday earlier in the week and somebody was like what do I care what these two old white people have to say about <laughs> politics and somebody replied to the person like they are lifelong theologians and thought leaders in the church so let's listen to them with some respect you know who is it there you well, go we,
5: get, so I'll I'll, re, I'll go through them just briefly in the order that they were published. Here, uh, the first one came from John Piper. Now, uh, relevant, we've had we've covered a lot of what John Piper says. Sometimes positively, sometimes we've taken some issues with some of the things that Piper has published. Is he farewell? Is he, farewell Rob, yeah. Being, Is
1: uh, he farewell, Rob Bell? Yeah, yeah. That he okay. was farewell, Rob Bell. He was
5: he kind of like the only like Christian meme I know of that has like existed like stood the test of time for a long time. So he's he's an interesting guy. I of Desiring God, which is the name of his website where he posted a very long post about his thoughts in the upcoming election. Now, he did not name, he did, the, the words Trump and Biden do not appear in what he wrote. Uh, and And he, but he, he, I don't know why, because he wasn't exactly. It's pretty easy to figure out who and what he's talking about Extremely here. But that was easy. obviously yeah. that was obviously a choice on his part to to not name them. Um, he said, and this is a quote from him. Uh, he said, "I think it is a drastic mistake to think that the deadly influences of a leader come only through his policies and not only, not also through his person. Flagrant mm-hmm. boastfulness, vulgarity, immorality, and facetiousness are not only Self-incriminating, they are nation corrupting. Uh, He goes on to say, "Quote: Is it not baffling then that so many Christians seem to be sure that they are saving human lives and freedoms by treating as minimal the destructive effects of the spreading gangrene of high-profile, high-handed culture-shaping sin?" Christians communicate a falsehood to unbelievers who are also baffled when we act as if policies and laws that protect life and freedom are more precious than being a certain kind of person. The church is paying dearly and will continue to pay for our communicating this falsehood year after year.
1: Oddly, ironically, he was uh, he was actually talking about his local city council member. Uh,
5: that's
3: what the dog catcher
1: <laughs> was. Yeah,
5: the, uh, you gotta get the dog catcher out of there. Yeah, very, very heated
3: uh, city. Yeah, Mary Mayor Oil, uh, school board campaign yeah. up there in Minnesota. Or
2: whatever. Superintendent. Yeah. yeah. The now, worst. It doesn't
5: sound like he's planning on voting on either major candidate, uh based you're kinda of reading between the lines here a little bit. He makes he makes it pretty clear that the abortion issue is not a line that he is going to cross or vote he for ended, a, a he ended it. Candidate. I thought it was
1: interesting he ended it with hashtag Kanye twenty twenty. That was yeah, unexpected. unexpected. <laughs> <So joining> the, <laughs> unexpected <laughs> got his one vote.
5: got his first, his first ballot, and then he can take I, it
4: He was I
1: on the ballot the in article. Tennessee, by the way. I know that's crazy. Oh,
5: really? yeah, I, I I thought about it. let
4: me shut up.
0: I read the article that Piper put out, and I thought it was, I thought it was really well written, and I thought it was, I don't want to say brave, but I thought it was, I was surprised by it maybe a little bit, and I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, you don't hear a lot of Christian leaders from any denomination or any stream talking like that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, And then what was the other one that we posted? Now we got to talk
5: about, and it's worth noting, I think too. I should say both of these men have said things like this before. This is not a daisy fresh. take for either of these, dude, these given how old they guys. are nothing about them is
1: daisy fresh so.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i don't think they're as old as, i don't think either of them are as old as the candidates
5: but
3: the candidates literally have like a combined age of like 150 like, that's not, I, I, I don't. i don't. i'm not even dude, exaggerating it was something
1: like, like, like the candidates are older than the last three presidents i read it Obama, Clinton, and Bush currently. I, yeah,
3: if they were to run for president right wow. now. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's great. Jeez. It's great. It's good. I like it. Wisdom,
3: wisdom, <laughs> that <comes> from experience.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um. So so the other the other piece that we highlighted comes from Al Mohler. President of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, so he wrote a piece with the opposing position. He did. He did name Biden and Trump both by name. He did not name Piper by name. But it's hard not to see the piece as kind of being in conversation with him. So they're doing
4: he, they're doing uh, diss articles like a diss track yep. is like a, a rap. something. yeah. This is yeah, <laughs>
2: this is the <laughs> old like version of This is East Coast West Coast. This is Drake <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and Drake. <laughs> yeah,
3: Their diss tracks are like twenty five hundred. Word essays. That's like, look, can you give the point? Just tell us who you're voting for. Like, <laughs> we don't have to decode this. Like, Forget come on, guys, are you <laughs> literally <laughs> both making us decode this? Just tell us who you're voting for. We know let's the reasons go. why. Okay, we back got it. Back to back for the people that didn't get the message. Let's get look, it. Look, look, it, both of them. It's like we under. You could just say, "I'm voting for this person," and and all the reasons you spelled out. I would assume those are your reasons. Like, <laughs> look, let's not go through this whole song
4: and dance. You know, I need to make a beat to one of these articles and just like make yeah. a song out of it and literally make it a diss track and like,
5: please yeah. do
0: that and we can play yeah. it next week mm,
4: I don't know man <laughs>
5: <laughs> you're good you're good at what you do but when you see this piece you might change your tune I don't know if you're
0: I gonna. Have, I have not read this one yet oh god. <laughs> so who's,
5: who's this one so Al Mohler, Al Mohler President of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary oh okay. uh, who, who it should be said in 2016 said he would not be voting for President Trump said he was the great evangelical embarrassment in mm, uh, Washington right. Post post op-ed a yeah. couple months ago, changed his tune, said that he very, very publicly admitted that he was flipping, that he would not he'd not feel that way anymore. And now, quote, I sincerely hope that Donald Trump and not Joe Biden will be elected president of the United States on uh, November 3rd. He says, quote, if I'm electing a neighbor, it would be Biden hands down, but I am not voting for who will be my neighbor. I am voting for who will be president of the United States. He thinks kind of uh, an ends justifies the means thing here, Make tries to make it as clear as possible that he thinks Trump is me he doesn't like his temper, doesn't like his tweets, yada, 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 but does like his policies, uh, thinks that the guy has delivered on the things
3: that he said he was going to deliver on in terms of Supreme Court justices, don't, don't religious wish, liberty to that point, issues, Tyler, and pro-life. Th- don't, don't you wish that to that point, like the Bible would say something about gaining the whole world, but losing but your soul <laughs> in the process? I just wish there was some sort of moral clarity in the Bible. I wish the Bible out. talked
1: about the least of these and yeah. uh, how, how we should view immigrants. And yeah, I don't know.
3: But but I'm saying like the Bible literally talks to that exact same point. What does a profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul in the process of it? Like, I mean, that's so the you're argument. saying
1: molars and the means. Like, I'm just saying it's directly. i you know. just saying it's
3: directly addressed by scripture. I mean, I don't really see any other interpretation of that. You know, yeah, like I mean, it, it, again, I'm not. I'm not. He can, he can write whatever he wants and say whatever he wants, but I think we, we're allowed to, he's a pastor, right? Like, we're allowed to hold up a scriptural standard to to what he says. I'm just saying that argument doesn't, might hold up, you know, for his, uh, you know, reason to case, but it seems to contradict a, a very scriptural principle that we're told not to do, we're not told to sell out like that, you know?
1: Hey, the same could be said for, for you know, people who report, support the Democratic Party as well, though, that it's like, You know, uh, I like these aspects. Tyler and I have talked about this. I mean, like, if you're talking about a biblical perspective, you cannot be partisan. You cannot say that either party is completely correct. Both in very important areas, both are correct and incorrect the thing to me is the blinders on you've got to vote this way because that's the Jesus way. It's yes. just so it, ignorant.
3: It, it, well, I, yes. well, to your point. Yeah, I think that's, that's totally fair. But I also think, you know, I'm not talking necessarily about the candidate. I'm talking about his argument. You know what I mean? Yes. Where it's like, um, you, you know, the argument of, well, this, uh, this discount, you know, I'm going back on my word, uh, you know, which is what he, he's doing from from, uh, four years ago to, to, and using this justification, it's one thing to say, this is, you know, I, I think, um, you know, when I weigh the good and the bad, this is kind of where things shake out. But if it's framed as, yes, I acknowledge this kind of, you know, moral corruption, but it's worth it to me. That's 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 different. You know, I just I, wish
4: people would just be honest, like just gone and just listen. I don't want my taxes to go up. So therefore, I'm voting for yeah. a Republican or, you hey, look. I want to I want my I want, you know, more stuff from the government or, hey, I I believe in this social cause or whatever. So therefore, I'm voting like let's just be honest. Like we don't have to to do the moral grandstanding. Like for me, my personal opinion, I don't care who you vote for, Trump, Biden, whatever. End of the day, vote your conscience. Do what's best when you go in that booth. But my problem is when you start trying to take these guys and say, this is the moral candidate. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there is no moral there candidate. No, no. Period. And that that's, that's even down ballot. Even if you go to like, this is a, uh, like we are in America's Babylon. It's not a Christian country. This is a country where anything goes. Can we just uh, acknowledge that? And then once you acknowledge that, then now we don't have to be like, okay, um, you know, now we're going to try to our best to make Donald Trump be a Christian. Like, yeah, you're just yeah. twisting yourself in a pretzel for no reason.
0: And I think, Derek, on that point, too, about people just saying, this is why we're voting. I was to a great show the other day by the And Campaign, which I'm such a fan of them. And yeah. they were talking about, hey, whenever, whoever you vote for, Trump, Biden, whoever it is, and they win. Here's what you have to do as a Christian. You got to hold them accountable for the stuff you don't agree with. Yeah. And Thanks. so if you're going to vote Republican, that's awesome. But you got to hold them accountable for the way they treat immigrants or Come fill on. in the blank. And if you're going to vote Democrat, you got to hold them responsible for, uh, you know, full-term abortions or fill in the blank of whatever it might be. So people think, Oh, I'm voting this way. And I just agree with everything. You should not agree with everybody, everything that you're voting for, for someone, you should be like, here's who I'm going to vote for. And here's all the stuff I hate about this party.
1: Tyler and I were talking about that the other day, like that, that is Mm -hmm. what we need to advocate for because I, in 2008, I was invited to, uh, it was 2012, 2008. I was invited to give, I was a pro-life Republican at the time. And I was invited to give the benediction at the, DNC where Obama was inaugurated and I ended up not doing the, the, the benediction, but I was invited to attend and speak on a panel when I was there. Again, I'm a registered Republican that year. Uh, I I saw the different groups, the different parts of the democratic party. And Mm -hmm. there was a, there was a caucus of pro-life Democrats. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know y'all existed. Yeah. And there, yeah. I got in a conversation with them and they said, well, we're Catholic and we, we value life from womb to tomb. And, you know, we've, we align with the majority of the platform of this party, but we don't agree on certain things. So rather than leaving the party, we want to be a voice and an advocation from within the party. And we don't want our voice to be missing when there's decisions being made. So they were pro-life Democrats advocating from within. And the same thing would happen like exactly what you just said, Jamie, on the Republican side, if you are a Republican because you are anti-abortion, great. Now, from within, get involved and advocate for the for the poor, for for preventable disease, for immigrants, for for those other things that Jesus talked about for healthcare, for healthcare with those things within that party. Good, be a change agent. Do not just drink the Kool-Aid and put on like that that label and and just accept everything they want you to be because that is
3: not biblical. No neither party has a fully biblical platform. And for people in leadership, I mean at least have the the courage to speak with intellectual honesty for one and clarity for two. Like don't leave people trying to fill in the blanks. If you want to speak out on it and, 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 and kind of guide people in how you're voting or give reasons for why you're voting. If you're choosing to do that, at least speak with some sort of degree of clarity. I mean, like, look, what does it say when you, when we have to like infer meaning from someone like a a John Piper when like, you know, 50 cent, it's like, I'm I'm voting for Donald Trump because I don't want to be twenty cent. I don't agree with his tax policy. And frankly, that's what I'm doing. And it's like, well, at least he's intellectually honest. At least we know. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to sit here. He he's gonna speak to the issue and speak to his followers. I don't have to agree with him, but at least I know why he's doing what he's doing. I don't have to decode it, you know. But that's like,
4: the problem with I think that's the problem with Christianity inserting itself in politics in a way that says this is the right way to be. This is how you be politically correct from the Bible. There, there's no politically correct guide in the Bible. The Bible is for us to understand how to deal with person to person. But how do you deal with politics in the Bible? You don't. you're not going to see a road map in there. Like, so what we all have to do is go read the bible say this is what my conscience and the holy spirit says allows me to be able to do some people don't want to vote i think that's fine if you're like yo i don't see anything on the 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 political sphere that i want to be involved in that's fine because guess what you're not sinning for not voting but you're also yeah. not sinning for voting republican and you're not sinning for voting democrat like we all have our different vantage points and Uh, Newsflash, everybody, we all have different experiences in America. That's exactly right. So, like, yeah, definitely... There's going to be black people that the social justice agenda is going to be higher on their list. And then there's also going to be rich people that that finance is going to be high on their list because they've worked their life to gain what they've got. And they don't want somebody to just start taxing them 40, 50, 60 percent. So I I understand that. And I think that we have to just start giving people grace. And and we got to relax a little bit. Like I'm seeing people that's like, if you vote for this person, you're a racist. Or if you vote for this person, you're a social. List. Like, no, what if I just don't want my taxes to go up? Like, what if that is like the number one thing on the list. And I just, we just got, we got to, we got to do better. And I think Christians are, we're doing an awful job. And this is the problem with the cool club thing because if you're in a church that's all Republicans and you say, Hey, I think I might want to vote Democrat, then now you've lost your social equity within the church. That's mm-hmm. awful. Or vice versa. If you're in a liberal church and you're like, you know what, I think I might, I, th- you know, I think I might vote Republican this time. You've lost all your social equity. No one wants to hang with you. They don't want, like, it's like now you're the subject of that. That's awful. Like we got to do a better job at at having a diversity of thought somewhere, you know. And I'm
1: off yeah. my soapbox. And guess what, everybody? That's the last time you're gonna hear us talk about politics on the Realm Podcast for three and a half years. So <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. No, that's great. That's good, man. That's awesome, I, I, guys. Uh, like we said last week, get out there and vote. If you haven't voted already, just let your voice be heard. I mean, you know, educate yourself and then do do your civic duty. All right. Tyler, thanks, man. For more of what we're covering at the intersection of faith and culture, check us out every day at relevantmagazine.com. Follow us us on the socials. Hey, for more relevant news, uh, make sure to subscribe to the Relevant News podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And also check out everything that's happening all day long over at relevantmagazine.com and on our socials. That was... Uh oh, Actually, Tyler's oh, going to come back oh. at the end of the, uh, at the end of the show, so it, we'll see go him go in a second. To... Yeah, okay, cocky. <laughs> Alright, stay tuned up next. Sam Collier joins us. If there's something
4: strange in your neighborhood who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! If something weird and it don't look good who you gonna call? Ghostbusters!
1: Free to know You're listening to Ray Parker Jr. Songs Ghostbusters. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Is something preventing you from experiencing peace or achieving your goals? With the heaviness of all that's happening in our world right now, it can be difficult to find peace and purpose. And that's why there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment and start communicating in under 24 hours. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and you can message your counselor anytime. To top it all off, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a relevant podcast listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash relevant. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's com slash relevant. Well, Sam Collier is a pastor, speaker, writer, TV and podcast host, man. This guy does a lot. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it was announced this week that he and his wife, Tony will be the pastors of the new Hillsong church launch in Atlanta. Our very own Tyler Huckabee spoke with Sam about his journey to this point and his thoughts on being the first black pastor of a Hillsong church. Here is our conversation with Sam Cogger.
5: was surprised and uh, in a good way, when I got this little email announcement in my inbox, man. Can you tell me a little bit about how it happened? Just break that, like, you know, take as much time as you need to, but break down the story.
6: Man, of course. So, um, <laughs> it has been a year in the works with the relationship with Hillsong. Um, it has been about two to three years in the works with God just stirring My heart and my wife's heart for church planning, Um, and you know we were in uh, North Point for so long, and so honestly, we um, we were our first option was North Point because that's where we were planted. I'm I'm always a believer in kind of grow where you're planted. (laughs) I'm always been a fan of Hillsong because I grew up Pentecostal, and Hillsong is technically a. Pentecostal church in Australia. Um, so I, I, I knew about Hills Home before North Point, but North Point had become our home. Andy had invested so much into us. And so uh, me and Andy had actually been having conversations about church planning for the last two years. Um, and as we were going down the road, you know, and him being a great mentor, a great friend, um, we, we, after our 16th conversation, and literally it was 16 conversations, Andy said, you know, Sam, you know, I love you. He said, but I think you want to plant a different kind of church Hmm. than what we do here at North Point. He was like, and that's okay. He said, I think that's great. He said, but I think what's in your heart is something a little different than what we do. And so, listen, we'll support you. We'll sow, we'll do whatever. I'll be behind you. Um, But I think you want to do something a little different. And so he kind of gave me that, you know, the permission to start looking elsewhere for another family of a family of churches that matched who we were and what we wanted to be and the vision that we saw, because my background, you know, my first church experience was. Uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, uh, where Martin Luther King Jr. pastored. I was a youth choir director. <laughs>
5: <And> <laughs> I didn't know that. What a what a what an incredible tradition to be a part of.
6: Oh, it was incredible. That was my first job, and mm-hmm. then it went. My second job there was to be over kind of all youth and young adults worship and arts, and then from there went over to New Birth with uh, uh, Bishop Long, big mega church, about twenty five thousand member black church here, and then from there. Um, Over the North Point And so you have like these stark differences, right, in these in these uh, traditions where you have this I have this Pentecostal kind of, you know, black church background expressive. And then I go to North Point, which is super seeker friendly and, you know, (laughs) theologically astute, you know, just a different space. And so we found ourselves wanting to find a place that kind of married the two worlds. And Hillsong, when we started uh, playing, getting the vision going, became that that place
5: is it true that you're the first black pastor of a Hillsong church i am Yep. so tell, tell me a little bit about that <laughs> what's that doing to you
6: <laughs> so they have a lot of pastors that are in their world of course and so there are a ton of black pastors in their world around the world mm-hmm. um but there aren't any black lead pastors. So the way they kind of describe, you know, a global lead, as opposed to a campus pastor is, you know, like Carl Lynch would be considered a global lead where he has Hillsong, New York. And now he has Hillsong East Coast where he has a region he can plant outside of that. You know, he's not a campus. but He has campus pastors underneath him. I'm their first global lead African-American pastor. They, they have a Hispanic who runs Hillsong Espanol. I'm the first. And so we went and met with Brian Houston and Bobby. It was a year of me talking to Hillsong, them getting to know us, getting our background and all of that. And then finally, we got the meeting with Brian and Bobby after about um, eight months of me going back and forth. Just us getting to know, it's not easy to get in their world, right? I mean, it just, I'm
5: sure not.
6: <laughs> <laughs> eight months of us going back and forth and them figuring me out, studying me. We sat down in the middle of Black Lives Matter.
5: This had been over the summer.
6: Yes. And he said to me, you know, what you want to do, the vision that you have, which is marrying all of the worlds together, multiculturalism, all cultures in the city of Atlanta, the birthplace of civil rights. And it was happening right. We were talking in the right in the middle of all this civil unrest. He was saying he said, this is the time. He said, we have to do it. I want to be a part of it. And he said this. He said, one, I think you'll bring more to us than we'll bring to you, which I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I was kind of like, I don't know, right? That's pressure, right? It it is. Um, but um, you know, I, I think the thing for me that I was really excited about is I could I just could not find a place um that had the influence and also the, the lack of a better phrase guts to run in this direction
2: mm-hmm.
6: because for me, I didn't just want it to be done kind of on my own. And we just kind of, and it kind of makes a little bit of a blip on the radar. We wanted to try to create a global solution for churches all around the world and in America of this is how you bring Sunday morning together, especially in a season where there's so much unrest. And he said, listen, I'm not hiring you because you're black. He said, I think that's a plus.
2: <laughs>
6: he said, I think that's a really big plus. He said, but really your history from Ebenezer to New Birth to North Point is just incredible. And I think all of those worlds that you've been a part of can help our world be better.
5: So tell me a little bit about what you feel like is going to happen for, um, for Atlanta. Like what's your vision for the city in bringing a
6: church there? I always keep saying, you know, my prayer is that God would do um, through us what he did in Atlanta over four years ago with Martin Luther King Jr. From the city of Atlanta, he changed the world. And that's my prayer, my hope for what we for what we will do, that it will be a local. It will be a local body that influences the world. It will be a model for unity. Um, And Our prayer is that thousands and thousands and thousands would show up. And be a part of this move of God in this historic city. Um, you know, we we want to plan it in an area in which everyone, right. Feels comfortable. And so we want to do it like right in the middle of the city, like yeah. 17th street mm-hmm. area. That's our, P- potentially our dream kind of right around that area right in the middle there's no extremely influential church in the city of Atlanta except for Ebenezer <laughs> <laughs> and so and the Ebenezer's kind of on Auburn Avenue on the back side of the city we kind of want to be right here at in the epicenter in between Buckhead and Atlanta in Atlanta 17th street um so on and so forth and so I'm um I'm really excited about that also from a musical perspective We want to bridge the gap between gospel and ccm oh yeah Yeah. that's something that's huge for us um pop and hip-hop all in one place caribbean uh, hispanic all types of cultures when you're coming to to worship with us every single sunday we want to have um, a variety of sounds and so even when i was talking to the md that we just chose to be a part of the team you know, one of my it took me forever to find them. It took me about three to four months just because I wanted someone that was well versed in multiple genres that could play gospel authentically, and then also give us authentic hill song. You know, the authentic hill song sound. And so, um, you know, those are to, like my my biggest goals. And, and and the last one is that it would be lack of a better phrase, spirit field. So we would have an experiential experience with God, um, not just intellectual.
5: It's an interesting time to be planning a church or even be thinking about church right now, because the future of the church feels sort of maybe in some ways you don't want to uh, discount the, the tragedy happening here. But there's a lot of possibilities, too, for what church could look like on the back end of a pandemic. So how are you feeling about that?
6: Yeah, man, you know, it, you know, it is what it is, right? COVID-19 is a monster, And as most pastors have said, it has flipped the church upside down. It has caused us to think through what really matters in this season and what really matters in the church and what the church is really supposed to be. Is it just about a Sunday to Sunday gathering? or what does the church become when you can't meet in a physical building? And so, you know, it truly does become about discipleship and family and meeting each other's needs and so on and so forth. And so you have this rise in content, in family, in small groups but then also um in messages that help meet people right where they are and missions kind of rise as well and mm-hmm. so a lot of the churches that are doing really well in the season um there's a church out in vegas central um that i think they fed over hundred thousand people during COVID that we're going through some different things. Had this little right um, drive-through kind of food drive. And everybody with masks on and cars are just coming through and they're serving in the city. And so I, I think that that's one of the things that COVID has done is caused us to rethink church.
1: Sam Collier. Make sure to check out his book, A Greater Story, wherever books are sold.
6: To the theater set To ill bugging Cole having a ball And something about Elm Street Was the movie we saw The way it started was decent You know, nothing real fancy About this homeboy named Friend And this girl named Nancy But word when it was over I said, yo, that was death
4: And everything seemed alright When we left But when I got home And laid down to sleep That began the nightmare, nightmare. On my street, on my street.
1: You're listening to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. The song is a nightmare on my street. There you go. Okay. We told you there's a game coming. Tyler is going to join us. Hey, Tyler. Welcome back. Hey. he's. uh, You know, this is the time of year that Jesse's childhood trauma really set in, where churches (laughs) like to protect the children from the dangers of the world, and they do Halloween alternative events at their churches. And so, we have a game. Is this... A actual church Halloween alternative, or did we make it up?
3: Is this an actual church Halloween alternative, or did we make this up?
1: (laughs) All right. So, Tyler, you went to social media. You asked the Mm -hmm. relevant audience for Mm -hmm. actual examples of things that their churches did when they were kids as an alternative to Halloween, and then you made this game. So, tell us about the game. So, here's how it's going to work.
5: Like, I went on Twitter and Facebook... Hit up people irrelevant for actual stories of the of the Halloween slash harvest party alternatives that their churches came up with, so they didn't have to be exposed to the, the dark arts. And uh, I'm just and I, then I made up a few on my own. I'm gonna read you one. You just have to tell me if this really happened, if this is a real listener
1: contribution, or if this is one that I made up. Okay. All right, and as a special treat. Uh, playing today. We're going to do teams and to make it even, because I don't want to play. Uh, I have invited <laughs> one of the relevant staff, uh, Gabrielle Hickey. Gabs, welcome to the relevant podcast.
7: Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm excited to play.
1: Uh, Jesse, are there any get to know you questions that are
3: burning that you need to ask Gabs before we get rolling? Yes. Gabs, what is your all time favorite Halloween costume that you actually dressed up as bonus points if it was timely for that year? Like uh, if it was, you know, like if the, the, the Tiger King equivalent of that of that particular yeah. year.
7: I wish I could say I had been more clever. I think the funniest costume I have ever worn was probably an avocado <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. They have it at Simon. Target. They have they have it at Target. They're pretty great. They've got some fun Always costumes. Simon.
1: That's hilarious. Huh? <laughs> Last year, uh Gabs's sister went trick-or-treating with us and dressed up as a huge inflate in one of those big inflatable costumes and it was the poop emoji. And parents, were walking around the neighborhood and parents with little children were like, oh, that's so funny, child. Uh, she's f- chocolate frozen yogurt. Like they were trying to <laughs> shield their innocent children from the emoji. I thought that was funny. All right. Well, uh, we'll get rolling with the game. We were going to do uh, teams. We were going to have like two teams of two, but just as the game was starting, Jamie's internet cut out. So Jamie is uh, uh, MIA right now. So we're going to do Gabs versus Derek.
3: All you're right? going down. You're going Jesse, down.
1: Jesse, you're the, you're the point taker. <laughs> okay. Scorekeeper.
3: I'll be, I'll be, heckling, I'll be heckling all <laughs> parties. All parties will be heckled. by me. All right. Here we go. All right. Take it away, Tyler. Okay. So, uh, so the first question
5: is going to go to you, Gabs. You feel ready?
7: I feel ready. I'm ready. All
5: right. So is this a real user submitted example of something that they did instead of Halloween at their church? Or is this one that I made up? Start a little easy. Trunk or treat. At our church, families had to decorate big trunks of food for our church to donate to local in need families, which sounded good. But there was a $100 prize for the best decorated trunk.
7: Okay, this has got to be real, because that's a good cause. It's definitely real.
3: It does seem like a good cause, but it also seems like, why don't we just give the $100 to... (laughs) 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 Hey, this person Uh, bought uh, 15 uh, cans uh, of green beans. (laughs) 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 This person cleared out all the old cans. There's got to be $9 worth. Give them a $100 bill right now. Oh, my
2: gosh. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So good that's good right. Good you job. did get it correct.
3: That was
5: a, that was a real one. Good all job, right. Gabs. That was easy, man. Y'all going, was, y'all going easy, easy. on Gabs. Easy. You know We're mean? starting easy. We're now. starting easy. We're easy. Church, get use, harder from here, use, Gary, the,
3: so use the offering to actually give to the people in need that the whole contest this is trying to serve here. Just, I think that would be nice.
1: I, I, was, I was listening to NPR yesterday, and they had somebody on who was about the food stuff, because obviously this year, there's a lot of food shortage, and the food banks are yeah. you know, spread very thin. And, the, and this is the time of year everybody does has canned drives, like you're talking about and and they said please don't send cans. You know the thing is is like if you don't want that food, we don't want that food. Like can you just make financial mm. donations cuz we can order in bulk and mm. like order the stuff that people actually want. <laughs> I thought, oh, can drives are bad. Never mind. Anyway, all right, Derek, you're up.
5: What up? A, this is a <laughs> I think I'm saying this right. A Hallelujah Ween Carnival. A Hallelujahween carnival. A local radio station was hosting a Halloween carnival with scary games and a sexy costume contest. Our church counter programmed with a Hallelujahween carnival with our youth group worship band playing Christian covers of top 40 songs.
4: Oh, that's absolutely real. No,
5: no, without a doubt, that's real. I'm sorry, Derek. That was incorrect.
1: That was one that I made up. Oh, you tricked me. The whole, like, I think I'm pronouncing this right. That was was good. It sounds awkward. It sounds
4: awkwardly plausible. Yes, that that is... That has happened somewhere, but
1: it had this. It's obviously
5: happened.
3: Like, that this, has happened. This did
5: happen to somebody somewhere. It just didn't happen. We just didn't get it from a user. Somebody. But I'm and, sure. And I would have liked to know exists. what
3: year this hypothetical concert in because right when they're like do 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 do, they look at each other and they're like, "Have you guys ever listened to the words of Simi 'Semi-Charm Life'? I don't think we should be singing this." And
7: no, <laughs> like, just play it. Just play it. <laughs> all right, all
5: right, Gabs. One, got, nothing. You, you, there's blood in the water.
7: <laughs> all right,
5: all right. This one was called The House of Horrors. Our church would rent out unused commercial space and create a house of horrors where you would descend into hell. There was always an invitation and gospel presentation at the end. Skillet came
1: one year and played a show in the parking lot. (laughs)
7: Okay, this is hard because the Skillet is
1: a band from the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Gabs is only twenty two, so she may not. She was pre, she was post Skillet.
7: Yeah, I'm not even gonna say I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna have to say I don't know. This could be real because Hell is biblical. I mean, it's aggressive, but I'm gonna have to go with it's real. Go with real.
5: Gabs, you got it again. But you oh, are correct. Well, wow. wow. stop throwing these softball questions. You give me those.
6: <laughs>
2: No, I'm down. I, the, the next, the they're cheating. They're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> they're cheating. <laughs>
4: you know, every time you start losing, you start saying the other person's cheating. <laughs> all right. Time
5: to catch up. All right. All right. Here we go. Time to catch up. Let's go. Here it is. All right. So this one is a, uh, this this one, uh, this one was called a, a Shack-O-Lantern. Our church hosted a harvest party themed after that book, The Shack, by William Paul oh, Young. No. Oh, <laughs> there no. There was a screening of the movie, An oh, Altar no. Call, and you could dress up like the different versions of God in the
3: book. Oh, no. That did not happen. I, I really hope this one happened.
2: <laughs>
4: that, did, that did not
3: happen.
5: <laughs> Derek. You get you're on the board, oh, Garrett.
4: You're
3: on. Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: when you said the shack, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's no. <laughs> I, because
3: I feel like people who are into the shack are probably celebrate regular Halloween. Well, exactly. So like, <laughs> it,
2: didn't, <laughs> right?
1: it didn't go well because half the kids showed up in Lakers 34 jerseys and Orlando 32 jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> they just, just didn't. Get a, yeah, Shack ween
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say a Shaq-a-ween party sounds super fun if it was Shack themed. I bet that would be a really good time. Let me go. <laughs> Alright, Gabs.
5: Uh trick or preach. Our church handed out Jack Chick materials to give oh, trick God. or tr- to give the trick-or-treaters instead of candy. The tracks had depictions of hell with kids in Halloween costumes oh, dying no. in a car crash and being sent there. Oh no.
7: No, no. <laughs> I, I do think that's real. I do think it's real. Whoa. My gut
3: tells me it's real.
7: Whoa, there. <laughs>
3: she did not grow up in that era of church. Yeah. Tyler, 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 give if us you a made big this reveal.
7: One up, I'm worried about you.
5: Oh, I made that one up. <laughs> 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 she goes. The
2: old chick tracks. Whoa.
1: Chick tracks were no joke, though. <laughs> was... I know they
2: were like it would. What's oh, a the, chick track? I never. It was, heard it of it that. was like
3: a little book. It was like a tiny book yeah. that was like comic and it would, it, and it was basically like there were, all, everyone was like a very heavy handed message, uh, basically about various consequences of various sins. But the right. first two like frames are always like, Oh, this, this guy looks like a happy business family man. <gasps> but he smokes cigarettes and, and cusses on the weekend. And then you're like, oh no, what's happened to him? Oh my gosh, this is a very de- graphic depiction of the afterlife here. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this comic strip no took joke. a turn. Yeah. Yeah. You could,
1: you could yeah. buy them at Christian bookstores and hand them out to your friends or leave them as
5: Are a
3: you tip serious?
2: for your
1: waitress. Oh, yeah.
2: For rebellious
5: sure. teens, wear t shirts with words like evolution on them. Like he had a very strange <laughs> idea of how kids went off
3: the rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the, okay. the, the height of rebellion was wearing a shirt with like Charles Darwin on it. Like, it could not yeah. get any worse than that. You know? This is what's happening. <laughs> Ever since they took prayer out of schools, this is what's yeah. happening. All right. Yeah. Uh,
2: what's the, all right. So
1: what's the score? What's the now score? Just, I'm winning. <laughs> three to one. Well, hey,
2: know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, you like, just, flex. On you score, three to boy. one. <laughs> you know what three to one. Three to one. I want to relax a little. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um. All right, Derek. This one was called Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. This was similar to a Hell House. It ended with a funeral setup that had a mirror in the casket.
4: Oh, that happened. That, oh, that absolutely man. happened. That
1: did happen. At my yeah, church. church. I mean, yeah,
4: somebody said yep, it. Heaven?
5: <laughs>
1: Heaven's
3: Gate, Tell's Flames was like, was like a, a play, yeah. like a
1: thing that churches would do. Like, it was very subtle. I, oh, though. straight up? It, was
3: very, it had all the subtlety you would expect from a, from a church Broadway production. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a great right, uh,
1: So it's three to two. We mm-hmm. need to wrap this up. So let's okay. do, let's do, how do we, how do she we do doesn't a final? Miss.
4: She's unstoppable. She's like right. <laughs> <right. So laughs>
1: the last round right here, I think is worth five points, five okay. points for both of them. They'll both get a five pointer. So if she misses oh. this. Derek could win. Okay. All right. Um, but if she, if you, if you get this, you've seen me you it with it. All right. He doesn't um, miss. You know, what we should do is have Derek go first. Because if he misses it, she wins anyway. Yeah, yeah. There There you go. All right. This is the the pressure's on for me. (laughs) Five pointer for Derek. Here we go. All right. So this
5: is this is going to this is going to Derek Derek, first. Right Right? All right, Derek. All right. This is
4: how I won the last one. We got to see if lightning can strike twice. (laughs) This
5: is this is an All Saints Eve party. All right kids dressed up as their favorite bible characters and were taken through various rooms in the church buildings all of which had been redecorated as classic scenes from bible stories and were being acted out by adult members of the church including heaven and hell where they would check to see if the kid's name had ended up in the lamb's book of life (gasps) or not that, that,
4: that happened for sure
5: derek not only did that happen that's my story. Oh, <laughs>
2: no!
3: <laughs> Dang, and This Halloween, I will, be, that's I will be doing it to children at my church. <laughs> that is traumatic! <laughs> oh, my god! That is
2: traumatic, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All sorry, right, so
1: bro. So, <laughs> it's now seven to three, but a five-pointer. Gabs could win it if uh-huh, she gets well. No one pressure, on. right? Here
5: Pressure's we go. Pressure's on.
4: Mm-hmm. Pressure's on,
5: Gabs. All right. All right, Gabs. This one is called <laughs> Meet Me at the Pumpkin our church had a meet-me-at-the-pole style Halloween pumpkin carving party with no scary pumpkins allowed that ended with gathering the pumpkins in the center of the room to join hands around them and pray.
7: Okay, something's not sitting right with me with carving and little kids. Um, oh, I'm going to have to go with fake.
5: Gabs, you took oh, it no. all home. You oh, won! Yes. You yes. won. Yes.
2: Oh, Gabs. <laughs> congrats, Gabs. I'm sorry congrats. good. game. C- c-
4: congrats. <laughs> you know what? I couldn't have lost to a better person. Oh my
2: Congratulations. That was so sweet. All
4: right.
1: Well, that'll do it for the debut of.
3: Is this an actual church Halloween alternative or did we make this up?
1: <laughs> thanks, Gabs. It was fun. Thanks, thanks,
7: thanks for having for me on. Us. Tyler, wow. it's tricky,
4: bro. <laughs>
2: Hey,
5: you are tricky some of those I was, was like I was writing these while I was
1: delivering the the relevant news earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, before we wrap it up, I wanted to mention a couple of things. Uh, I for the last couple of weeks have uh, been, you know, mentioning over at relevantmagazine.com, We've launched a couple of new pot and a couple of new newsletters. Uh, a daily top 5 uh, email uh, of our top 5 trending stories each day and also a daily deeper walk newsletter. And guess what? Every time I've recorded these things that they were supposed to launch, the launch was delayed. So we've been getting emails and tweets from you guys saying, hey, where are these podcasts I, or where are these newsletters? I can't find them. Well, they're there now. So go check it out. Our new daily devotional, Deeper Walk, is launching next launching this week. And our daily top five email is now live. You can sign up at com. And also, big news, a little, little foreshadowing. This is the Friday episode on Monday. We will be releasing the November-December issue of Relevant Magazine, huge name, A-lister on the cover. You'll have to check it out for yourself. And of course, we'll be telling you all about it on Tuesday's show. But make sure to check out the all new issue of Relevant at RelevantMagazine.com coming Monday. Well, thanks to Sam Collier for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Sam Collier. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Derek Miner.
0: I'm Jamie Ivey. She's back.
1: <laughs> All right. Have a, have a safe Halloween, everyone. Don't don't eat candy with razor blades in it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com.
3: Why are there spider webs and hay, but everyone's dressed in Bible Times? What what happened? Relevant Podcast Network.